Welcome Spartans to Mission Debrief! We're playing every mission in the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences, and sprinkling in a little lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read on the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. We'll be playing the Composer mission from Halo 4 on the next episode. You can also support the show by visiting Podcast Evolved on Patreon. This episode, we're debriefing the Shutdown mission from Halo 4. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Pelican time! That's right. We finally get to fly one of those things. Uh, It's been like a couple games, eh? Yeah, one or two. Since 2001. (laughs) (laughs) Last mission was Reclaimer. Chief and Gypsy Company hopped on a mammoth and rolled out to destroy the array of particle cannons that were protecting Requiem's gravity well. John 117 used a target designator so that the Mammoth's mobile Mac cannon could take out the defenses. After a quick joyride on a Covenant Lich in a jaunt through Jackal Sniper Canyon, Master Chief got a chance to meet the memory of the fabled librarian. She unlocked John's immunity to the composer and may or may not have done something to Cortana. Then, Gypsy Company destroyed the gravity well, which freed the UNSC Infinity from the S.H.I.E.L.D. world's grasps. This mission is shut down. Commander Lasky goes rogue. He ignores Captain Del Rio's orders to, to detain the aging super soldier and his rampant AI, but rather opts to give them a fighting chance at chasing down the didact. With the help of a nasty pelican gunship, Chief aims to interrupt the didact's plans to leave Requiem and obtain the composer. The date of the game is July. We still don't have a date yet. I think the next mission we finally get a date. July 2557. I would just like to start out by saying this mission's plot is fucking confusing. It's pelican time. <laughs> yeah, it's really you get weird. to you get to ride a pelican. What more do you want? Yeah. You want things to make sense? Well, so here's my issue, and we'll we'll talk about it. Is like they could have easily, you know, written this this mission and said, okay, take the pelican, go blow up this thing, go blow up that thing, and then chase after the didact. But instead, they made all they added this all this nerdy stuff that if you don't know any of these words or terms or like how radios work, then you are c- completely lost on what they're actually trying to do. Besides just going to blow up stuff carrier wave generators yeah, stuff like <laughs> how that. interesting so i mean i appreciate the level of depth that they add to it but they never the other thing i had the funny uh, thought about this is is master chief he's a super soldier but is he also super smart because he never really questions what cortana says cortana's right? also in his brain though <laughs> well that's true in terms of like tactics yes in terms of scientifically i don't think so i think he's more of a good soldier he just goes with the flow i think so yeah i think he (laughs) defers i think there's a level of trust between him and cortana now where he'll just do it like i mean i I don't think he'll put way too much thought in it definitely when you think about the character of chief what we get to in books and comics and we get the inner monologue and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you can kind of see the processes and the way his brain thinks I don't think he delves too deep into like the science on um, on certain things, you know. Right, and he just maybe he just seems like he understands it because he doesn't. He just kind of goes with it. So, 
Um, but anyway, you know, he's the protagonist, where the, you know, we're the player, all that sort of fun stuff. But anyway, why don't we dive into this opening cutscene to start with? It's very emotional, um, this whole opening. David, t- take us through this, this uh, opening cutscene. Yeah, this cutscene is really raw. Um, this is like Jen Taylor at her best right now. Is it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, so the as you may or may not have just played um, Reclaimer, the end of that mission was pretty tense and mm-hmm. had a chief kind of storming off the bridge with Cortana. Uh, this mission opens up with Cortana staring out at the sunrise. And saying that I know this isn't real because of the something something effect. I can't remember what it is. It has to Ray do with some distortion. Yeah, and I know that the orbit is too symmetrical or too spherical for an actual real sun. But despite that, I'll never really know if it's real. I'll never really know what it feels like. She's very human in this moment and very mm-hmm. kind of vulnerable. And in the background, Chief is just kind of like putting weapons together and banging shit and just generally being a bloke and you, know what I mean? <laughs> you, you could very much get the, the sense here that he's just not equipped to deal with the emotions that Cortana's bringing mm-hmm. um, and that and that's just I suppose I'm superimposing here because Chief doesn't actually say anything and there's no facial emotions so you don't really know but I get the impression that, um, that that's kind of it's the character I've built for Chief in my head anyway do you know what I mean that I think he, he how he reacts Um because she turns around to him then and says promise me by the end of all this you'll figure out which one of us is the machine oh very good which is such an amazing line and like, <laughs> i just like it it pans to master chief he just shifts awkwardly <laughs> and yeah. that's his that's him reacting to her saying that and then chief is saved by the bell which is lasky coming striding into their conversation and pretty much as you can expect with well with the way things left on the bridge he's like i've been ordered to pretty much stop you and take you in um but in case you weren't here um i prepped the pelican full combat gear blah 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 and now when this originally kind of happened i was like holy shit yes mm-hmm. give me this full combat spec out pelican and you see it kind of churning up the screen behind you. There's a little bit of dialogue of where like Lasky is like, I'm I'm trusting you, Chief. I hope that Didac is not as big a problem as you think he is. I hope you're wrong. Therefore, like I won't have to worry. But in case you're not, here's this fucking here's a here's a nice little present for you. Well, he says that um, he says I was gonna have to chase after you in this more or less. Uh, I'm pretty sure with the sly wink on the nod, he was yeah. never intended of doing it. He was just yeah. gonna go. Here's a present for you, ready for you. Um, the other thing he says, uh, he asks Chiefs what his plan is. So, like, before this Pelican even is an option, the plan that Chief has is as Infinity is leaving, he said, I'm going to escape the ship. I'm just going to jump out of the Infinity back down into Requiem and then chase after Dida. Like, that's the loose plan. Um, so, if he didn't have this Pelican, this whole thing would have been way different. But um, I'm just, sure he would have overly relied on Cortana to hack her way in to give him something. Do you know what sure. I mean? There's no, yeah. there's no way he was just jumping out a window. Do you know what I mean? He well, was he's definitely going to rob something. <laughs> he has done that before. Uh, but he's, he's about to do that a little later, too. Just saying. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, man, I got some issues with that. Let me tell you. What? Right. Keep going. Anyway, keep going. Um, the cutscene kind of ends with Lasky saying best of luck to both of you. Uh, he kind of walks off. 
Cortana and John look at each other with emotions. <laughs> and then um, John plugs her back in and away we go. Mission kicks off. She says, uh, what's the line, Kirsten? Take a girl say? for a ride. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. Come on, Chief. Take a girl for a ride. And that's oh, why people gosh. think they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Right there. They are boyfriend and girlfriend. Everybody knows this. <laughs> have you not played the next game, Colin? Jeez. All right. They have their fight. Their first no spoilers. Fight. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the opening of this is, is pretty cool, right? You're in this hangar. So you, I have a, a, some issues with this because everyone, like Del Rio is the captain, and he's he should be maybe trying a little harder to stop Chief from <laughs> I'm like, he's just like, Lasky, take care of it. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. And then all these Marines are just kind of hanging around like, hey, it's Chief. What you, what's up? Um, it's cool being in this hangar area, but there's no sense of urgency to escape the affinity. And get <laughs> Not to the at Pelican. all. No, I, you very much get the impression. She, either None of these guys know, and like literally Del Rio handed this off over to Lasky and just trusted him to deal with it. And right. Lasky just told nobody. So that you can maybe think if you're wearing on the bridge, you're not going to know what the real situation is. And you're just used to Chief just kind of going around stealing shit and flying away. <laughs> right. This guy just took all of our shit and left. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some fun little bits of trivia and Easter eggs yeah, in around this that. area that I, I'd like to just interject while we're, while we're right here. So good. Um, Very good. So the first one I never knew about until I started looking up Easter eggs for this mission. So there's like a console right where you first start. You can go up and activate it and it's an audio log, but it's the, from the announcer of the multiplayer game. Yeah. And he's like narrating. It's just like something on the like, um, there's a direct reference to the web series Red vs. Blue here where the, he kind of mentions Red vs. Blue Carnage. So he's kind of almost narrating a war game, which is in Halo 4 where they brought in they made in canon the multiplayer that mm-hmm. I think it was Halo 4 brought this in it's, uh-huh. it's all it's all war games that take place on Infinity between Spartan Force fighting each other to kind of train so um, it's kind of cool to get that little kind of little easter egg with the narrator being in canon as well thought that was pretty cool or the announcer sorry Um, there is a little screen weird smiley face thing on the back of one of the crates it's a random reference to let me Get it up here now. Where is it? 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 Um, poly, the video game artist community Polycount. It can be found on one of the crates. It's a green tooth smiley. So it's kind of, mm. it's, kind of it's a weird little thing. And I kind of looked at the video and was like, oh, okay. Good for those guys. They got they got <laughs> in the game. Um, it was relevant the, at the time that the game's yeah. release or something. Yeah. Um, there's another big Easter egg here that wasn't on uh, Halopedia, which I thought was weird. But, um, Conan O'Brien and yes. Andy Richter did it a skit that's in this. There's two Marines. They're like um, they're like medics, so they've got a kind of white armor and stuff like that. And when you walk up to them, they're at the very, very end near the Pelican. And they don't really say anything at the start, but they have some funny dialogue quips that go on for a little while, and then they kind of repeat themselves. So it's kind of funny um, to listen to them kind of banter on about like how their jobs are stupid, and they just guard crates and lift up crates and move crates. <laughs> and it's kind of cold in here. I wish we had a rug. And yeah, they start stuff, talking like. about rugs. Rugs. So, it's kind of random, but it's, it's, it's a random cool. It's really right? funny. I think it's only on legendary. Um, I don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I didn't think there was a difficulty associated with it. The transcript is in the is in Halopedia. Like, so if you go to the mission in Halopedia, uh, you can read go. it. Okay. Yeah. It just doesn't actually spell it out. Cool. Um, that's here for this. That's all I got for this little room. 
Did you guys try to jump into a scorpion? I did. Yes, I tried to jump into everything. Jumping <laughs> able. Nothing. Yeah. Couldn't. You just anything. literally launch yourself in a scorpion off the side of infinity. <laughs> or hop on a warthog and just take it out. That'd been great. I was just hoping to like for a little carnage in this room, just for fun. I will say that I was. This room is kind of cool because it's kind of full of weapons. Full of ammunition. There's almost there's a whole there's a saw. There's so much saw ammo. There is DMR. Mm-hmm. There's ARs, pistols. Everything's beautiful. Um, the pelican itself. I think we need to spend some time talking about the. Pelican. All right, go for it. Man, I'm super down on this pelican. Really? <laughs> the way it looks. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's off putting the way it looks. Yes, and I get that it's a totally different variant and it's it's got a different functionality. That that's totally fine, but like it just doesn't feel like a pelican i think should control like it just feels like nothing else it feels like the broadsword and do you know what i mean it just yeah. doesn't feel unique it doesn't control like i think a pelican should control the way you see it in all the other games the way it kind of sweeps and swoops and do you know sure. what i mean and it doesn't have that vtol it has too much of a vtol kind of feel about it and mm-hmm. um, vertical takeoff and landing kind of ships you know it doesn't the thrusters i don't know there's a sense of momentum i think it's lost it just doesn't move correctly I th- well, in my opinion like you can when we're when you're in the pelican you can just like hover with it and go straight down and straight up and that's not really how pelicans work they yeah. mo- work yeah, on yeah. momentum and not hover technology so yeah their thrusters rotate and turn forward. yeah do you know what i mean this just yeah it just doesn't feel good i mean i really wanted to love it and like the boost feels weird do you know what i mean when have we ever seen like a pelican boost and I, I, mm-hmm. just yeah how know, it's how rad is it though that very beginning when you finally hop in and like has that little it's runway so like, it cool, feels man. very cool right and you're like taking off out out of the infinity yeah boosting out and then looking back behind you and seeing this and the infinity kind of move off it's pretty pretty epic oh i didn't do that oh yeah mm-hmm. look behind, look back at the turn around infinity. look behind you nice the and scale seems to be a tiny little bit off for me yeah the infinity looks smaller than it should have yeah definitely um yeah and definitely. then you have the didact the you know his cryptum the, the satellite as they call it mm-hmm. um out in front and it's got this glowy orange shield around it um i do i understand what you're talking about with the controls i th- I'm guessing there's probably some technology decisions that they needed to make. And if I also feel like if you flew a Pelican the way that it's portrayed in a game, it would have been a lot, this whole area would have been a lot harder to get used to. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah but then but it the, would have been like kind of fun to learn how to do everything. Sure. That too. And like you don't actually do a whole lot in the Pelican. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? The, the, you're very limited in what you do. So that's also kind of disappointing. Do you know what I mean? In terms of. They don't give you a whole lot to do with it. You had mm-hmm. two brief kind of encounters with some phantoms at distance. You were equipped with a Spartan laser and a chain gun. So, uh, despite the fact... Now, it is kind of weird if you were playing multiplayer. Getting other players into this pelican have different stations. There's different turrets at the sides that can be manned, as well as a cannon on the back. Oh. That has, like... It's essentially a scorpion cannon. That, like, it's you can't operate it unless you have a second player. Um, but it it actually just sits on top of the pelican. It's ridiculous, it's like a little mini small. You can't miss it, but it it's, only it's shoots really backwards. Cool. I kind of like yeah. that. I like how the more people you play with, kind of more gameplay you get out of the pelican. That is cool. It's just unfortunate that there's nothing to do with them really. Other than yeah, these two I... small sequences. Yeah, because you never really get that close to the uh, the phantoms. At no, because they wreck you. Yeah, if you get too close. 
but you can you can just destroy them pretty easily if you, if you stay in a distance. Yeah, you gotta snipe them. Yeah, in a pelican. Much. Yeah, Spartan laser, which is weird. Yeah, the Spartan laser I think takes maybe two shots. Two, I think I think it's two shots. The Spartan laser, you know, direct hits, and then the chain gun does pretty quick work if you're close enough. And the train, kinda... chain guns be pretty beautiful. To be fair, it has a great sound mechanic as well. It sounds yeah. beautiful. Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of a hit and miss um, with the pelican. Some good things, um, some I guess just frustrating, limiting things in this this part. You can um, you kind of you really just remain on the same plane in the plane in the air. Um, you, did you guys try to go up to the the covenant ships in the distance? I tried no, to fly, but if you like, go to the didact, I think you like I think he shoots you down <laughs> and kills you. I was able to go under the didact, like it let me inside of the orange shield just a little bit, but it didn't let me go high enough. Like I couldn't. There's like a ceiling, invisible ceiling that you can't see. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe it's that, and, and he doesn't kill you. Yeah, and then there are the, the covenant ships, and and you can get kind of close to them, but as soon as you get, I don't know, within range, you can you can fire at them. I don't think anything really happened when I did that. But then it, it does one of those things. Hey, hey, get back to the battle area or whatever the the terminology is. So uh, oh, battlefield, the yeah. The so you, I had to turn around. Yeah. So I had to, uh, give me ten seconds, and if I didn't get back, then it was gonna blow me up. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's fun. It is fun to to fly the pelican, but like it, this this could have been more fun. Um. But I'm glad they added it. You know, the fact that you can actually fly pelican is pretty cool, pretty rad. It's just not as good as um, what's our favorite uh, mission from Reach, Long Night of Solace. Oh, the saber. Yeah, it's just the flying isn't quite as good as that. Because you're in that, you have like the full area, the full space to fly around and loop around, and you know you have dog fights and things like that. Um, so they they tried to to kind of emulate that. But anyway, let's let's talk about the mission. So you're in this pelican, and um, you really have you have two spots to go to. And depending on what order you you go to, the dialogue changes a little bit. I always go left, but this so, time yeah, I, me went, too. I went to the right this time just to see how it would change. Um, so forgive me, but I'm going to go right to left <laughs> in this one. Um, there are, what, like five phantoms on each side? Yeah, yeah. S- something of that nature. Um so fly up to them, keep your distance, take them out however you want to, chain gun or, or the Spartan laser. It is kind of cool to see, like, when you switch the weapon, to see, like, the, a picture of the Spartan laser <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up it's on the side. Weird. It's like, well, that's kind of weird, but that's the technology, I guess, that you're using to, de- to destroy the, uh, um, to destroy those phantoms. But, um, yeah, so the, the plan, the plan is, it, it seems like, and this is what Cortana's explained, this is why I, I talk, say it's kind of confusing. The, the didact, he's like, loading up he's planning on leaving but he needs to this is like where he's getting a bunch of stuff shoved onto the his cryptum um so that he can i don't know sustain the the the, the trip to where he's going um so he's either loading up on supplies or other prometheans or that seems to be kind of the plan here that's so what, what we're trying to do is interrupt that process um, so we can take down that shield. That shield is kind of like protecting him as they're as they're loading stuff into the cryptum. That's the sense that I got. Was that kind of what yeah. you guys got as well? Yeah. Cortana talks about communication a lot, networks, and some kind of information stream. It's yeah. very ambiguous as what you're doing, other than you're disrupting his plans. Is, is kind of the what you get. Yeah, that's the gist of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. 
so he's hanging out, getting ready to leave. Um, but so we're gonna try to interrupt that. So we gotta go and there's these two main communication, um, I don't know, spots or, or pylons, whatever you want to call them. Um, so I went to the right this time, and you destroy the phantoms, and then you hop in. Um, and on this side, it says, um, let's see here. Cortana says that there's too much communication traffic to isolate this signal. So the plan is to destroy. See, and that's the thing. It's like there's one plan. Like at the very beginning of the mission is like Chief's plan is to just jump out of the infinity. And then he's presented a different plan. And then we go here and then there's one plan that we, we need to do that Cortana presents us. And then we once we get closer to the actual objective, we have to like we have to um, modify our ad lib a little bit. So that's that's why it gets a little confusing. They throw a lot of you know, tech techie type language at you. So if you get all that and you understand it and it clicks with you, great. I, but I think for a lot of us, it. it just kind of like it just yeah, it goes over our head. Or you can just like okay, well, just so I just go to the go to the blue thing, right? I just follow the waypoint. <laughs> yeah. Press the button. I, I'm here to shut down the thing. Yeah. <laughs> shut it down. Shut right. it down. So she says the plan is to destroy the attenuator, which controls. Which is interesting. I did a little research. So the attenuator controls the strength of a communication signal. Um, and if you destroy that attenuator, then it then it will flood the system and override the signal. So hey, that kind of makes sense. Um, then uh, she goes a little rampant, and she gets pissed at the infinity. She's like, "Oh, okay. Well, if the infinity wasn't leaving, then they could have just do this themselves. But instead, we're doing it." So she shows a lot of rampancy throughout this. Um, you start off once you finally get to that area. There's lots of watchers around. Lots of watchers. Um, and they get, you know, well, I guess maybe, yeah, maybe we should talk about like flying and then you land your Pelican and then, um, you, you get a load up on your saws or whatever you want to load up on. That's the best thing about the Pelican. Yeah, it's so good. It's got so much ammo on it. The Mm -hmm. ammo that reloads itself is pretty amazing. So you got like fuel, like a rail rifle, DMR, AR, some grenades, a jetpack and a saw. It's amazing. Yeah, you get all the good stuff, and it and each time you come out, it, it's there like it's fresh, right? So you park the pelican, you come back out, fresh batch of ammo, awesome. Yeah, that feels really good because you're gonna burn through all that ammo pretty quickly once you start going through these areas. Mm-hmm. So the right spot is where you have a bunch of watchers flying up and around, and um, yeah, they're just super. They're just there's a lot of watchers in general on, in, in this whole mission, but um, you know, po- take care of those as quickly as possible, and then you need to activate. There's like a center console that you need to activate, and what that does is it exposes. Uh, let's see, I wrote it down here. So it says you need to activate uh, the release to sh- uh, to the shutdown, which exposes the three attenuators from the Faraday enclosures. And so a Faraday enclosure is something that's used to block electromagnetic fields. Again, like I probably looked so into this way too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once those Faraday enclosures are dropped, then you can um, you can pop these three, um, what do I call them, attenuators. So then once those attenuators down, then we get, we get a we get a head out back to the next section. Um, so in the meantime, once you do that, you kind of can do it in any order you want to. And um, you can use, there's these little crates that are around that you can blow up. And if you get lucky, you can blow up some, some of the knights that are nearby. What, uh, what is your guys' general strategy for this area? Krista. 
Um, if I'm not playing on legendary, you can kind of just run through it. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you can just, just run up to him, up. punch him, you know, grab mm-hmm. a uh, scatter shot and kind of kill the knights that way, and just kind of run around, which is what I did. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So you, you you were just doing heroic today? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything different, David? Are you taking your time? Well, it's the same. I'm just I have the saw, so I'm just having fun with the saw. Yeah. To be honest, that's what it's all I'm doing. Now I'm on heroic, so it's not amazing, but uh, I'm I'm pumping through that ammo as quick as yeah. I can. But uh, no, I'm, I had some fun here today. It was cool. I didn't really do anything crazy. Do you know what I mean? Tactics wise, this room is pretty basic. Right. Just pop pop shot the crawlers, take out the watchers, then focus on the um the Promethean knights. And they will once you pop one of the uh, attenuators, they will um, that some more more Prometheans will spawn. So, but other, I mean, like when you walk in the room, there's there's a bunch of them just kind of camped out in the three different spots, and um, you know they'll move around the space, but some of them will generally just kind of guard one of them. But um, yeah, I mean, I would say you know to, to attack this room any way you want, have some fun. Um, I have it's it's more fun once you clear out those watchers, <laughs> so do that first and then just go around yeah, and, and there's lots of things to kind of hide behind. So if you want to do a little um, dosy do with your with your night fights, you can do that. It's good times, but yeah, I think that scatter shot's pretty key for for taking those out. Chuck some splinter grenades, all that all that good stuff that we've we've gotten used to uh, when we're fighting the Prometheans. Promotheans. Um, Promotheans. <laughs> they've, they've been promoted. Oh. <laughs> All right. So when we head out now, um, once you, you do everything, then uh, I think the Didac chimes in here a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, we hear the Didac. But, but, oh, yeah. But Cortana oh, doesn't hear the Didac. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? weird. I don't know. Because it kind of, he talks to you throughout the rest of the mission after his first dialogue, kind of like, Hey, you're you're stupid human and you're dumb, <laughs> but in a beautiful didact way. Right. His dialogue is so good. Whoever wrote his dialogue, I love you. Yeah, it's pretty. Amazing. When they found the exact like, opposite person to write Palmer's dialogue. God damn yeah, it! Yeah, I'm I'm not <laughs> really sure what it's about. How it's how is it telekinesis? I don't think the foreigners are telekinetic. No. Right. It, it's got to be technology. I mean, you're. Messing around with a comms array of its signals and attenuator, so I don't know how he's doing it, but yeah, it, that's a good it, point. It could also be just a something I don't know, maybe Cortana's it, missing it, she's rampant, she's not up to scratch. Well, the uh, librarian also was unlocking his his uh, gene, C, gene, gene, gene song, yeah, the gene song, which it, I always thought the gene song might contain something about the didact and Master Chief just because of the parallels between both of them and the. In their respective stories, but mm-hmm. sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> the didact I mean, says yeah. the others scatter like embers over sand, and yet the librarian's champion is unmoved. Oof! Talk to uh, me more, baby. Yeah. Then the the didact after John's like, "What? What's going on?" Cortana doesn't doesn't hear it. He says, "The mantle of responsibility for the galaxy shelters all human, but only the forerunners." Are its masters, and so that's kind of his. That's his thing, <laughs> as we know. Talk to me that's more, Daddy. <laughs> 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 On the way out of this um, this tower, I guess we're calling it. Uh, we do finally encounter an incinerator cannon. Yes, this is our first Hell incinerator yeah, cannon. And if you don't, if you don't, 
Um, I, I feel like a lot of people, you're just, you're just going to die here. You're going to die as you're trying to get by this guy, um, especially the first time, because this thing moves really slowly, and you can you can see it, so you can dodge it, but then it hits the ground, and then it and then it spawns four more explosions right next to it. It's, it it's super powerful. Yeah, It's got a pretty epic splash damage area. Yeah, that AoE yeah. is intense. But um, you know, it's it, you take him take him out from a distance, um, so it's not too bad. I think there's a, a watcher and a, and a crawler in here as well. Do you guys pick up the incinerator cannon then? I did today. You did. I like how many, it. How many? Do you remember how many rounds it carried? Oh, three. And or I think five a, is the max. Okay, so it's not an energy based. It's not like a percentage. No, it's got yeah. it's got like a clip that you reload. Right. Or a shot, I guess. Chris, did you use it much? No, I didn't use it this time. I was kind of rocking a uh, light rifle and a scatter shot. Okay, that's a good. I like that. That's a good combo. It's very good. Close, very effective. Little, little distance. Very nice. All right, so we hop back in our pelican um, once we deal with that guy, and then go to the other tower, which is on the left side, which is where I would say probably you know ninety percent of the people start. And um, here we get to do our little gondola ride. Gondola time, just Boom. like in Halo yeah. Two. Stupid mm-hmm. gondola. Everybody loved that mechanic in Halo Two. <laughs> Everybody's favorite part of Halo Two. Yeah, yeah. it's not great. It's I mean, great. once you get off the gondola and, and go and do your little fights, it's it's all right. But just I don't know. No, it's really gondola annoying. mechanic is just the. Yeah. Well, and also, like, in this room as well, she, Cortana even says, like, hey, we're going back to some old tactics, and does, and you end up doing, like, the Halo 1 thing where you step into a beam. Oh, that that's I the like plan you. on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so the other one, this one says um, it's a carrier wave generator located in somewhere inside, uh, is what she says. And a carrier wave is what actually holds a, the communication in radio technology. Um, so yeah, we got to go blow that up, or I guess okay. we got to overload that. Shut it down, Colin. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing shut here. Down. Shut down. Let's shut down. Shut, shut it down. Shut down. Time. <laughs> I'm shutting um, down my uh, pelican by crashing it. And this one starts with the Covenant, right? They're on. Yeah. The, they're on the ledge right away. You got some some sniper jackals to deal with. And oh yeah. Then you you head on up and you you know pop those, take those out first, and then head on up and take out the grunts. And then you know you're always gonna have some elites there on top. Um, yeah. But if you reloaded on the pelican, well, I guess Krista, you're using Promethean weapons yeah. here. Um, I I'm trying to use my UNSC weapons as much as possible. But in that saw, and I always feel bad. Like I need this. I want to save that saw for the elites. Yes. I don't. I don't want to use them on the grunts, but so, so sometimes. But you have to. So I'll usually pop the gr- the grunts with my DMR, and then um, and then use grenades if possible from the distance. I'm using my DM- DMR on the on the jackals, and then doing some up close con- combat with 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 the elites. Um, David, anything to add on kind of? I mean, you're going down and back. Do we really want to go down and back on this walkthrough? <laughs> I mean, no, dude, it's just a terrible room. I, I hate yeah. the gondolas. I hate the slow gondolas. I hate the way they stop you. You have to get off. I turn them back on again and get back on them. It stops you again. Get off. Fight some more dudes. Go. It's just not fun. Some I mean, interesting notes about this room is that Cortana is like completely psycho nuts and doesn't even realize the gondola is stopped at one point. Oh, I I missed that one. Well, he's What'd like he's like the gondola is stopping. She's like, 
What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like a took her a second to kind of. Yeah. He's like, why are we stopping? She's like, dot, 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 stopping. She's like, oh, oh, they, they've overridden the gondola controls. You're like, okay. Then she's just not lighting up some of the, uh, objectives some of the objectives stuff, yeah. for you. And uh, Chief has to kind of like, get, can I get the objectives, please? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. He like taps on his helmet. Hello. They, um, they override the gondola controls on one on one stop, and then the didact gives them control on another on another stop. So just more more of the like you know these the covenant and the and the Prometheans are, are working together against you. Um, it, I really want to like hear what the didact's telling these guys. I, I would love to have <laughs> some some insight on on the the just the dialogue between. Whoever is leading the the covenant, because we really don't know that yet. I mean, we know that, but we like there's no covenant leader. There's just uh, all these covenant, and then you know the didact, and then all of his all of his metal metal Prometheans. Speaking of the didact, he talks to you in this room too. Yep. Mm-hmm. He says a couple more things. Uh, your actions tread between honor and foolishness. Mm-hmm. And then he reveals the location of the composer in passing. <laughs> so yeah, I actually forgot about that. You are what a fool. He? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Go ahead. you are a fool. Even now, your kind tinkers with the composer in the shadow of the third wing ring. So now we know where it is. Children in mm-hmm. fire who disregard the welfare of the galaxy. So yep. now he, he obviously knows where the composer is. We know where he's headed. I like I like the phrase "shadow of the third ring." It makes me happy every time he says it. I'm like, "That's yeah. cool. It's very yeah, cool. cool." Yeah, there's cool cool moments happening. And in up until now, we haven't we don't really know much about the third ring anyway. We know the Infinity found it, so now it's like, "Oh, the composer's there too." Mm-hmm. No, we're, yeah, we're like, "Why is this game called Halo? I don't get it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom! There's a <laughs> Halo. Wait a minute, we're not there yet. Yeah, I know, I know. The other thing he says is, uh, do you truly believe these theatrics can prevent my departure? <laughs> Embrace your sad fate and retain your nobility. He's I just, am already beyond you. He's calling Master Chief Clown. You're like, you're a weird <laughs> clown, is. clown man. Yeah, he really is. Um, yeah, I don't really want to dwell on this spot any anymore. I mean, this whole mission, it's like, it's got a lot of cool concepts, um... And you know it, it can be enjoyable if you if you enjoy the pro- fighting the Prometheans, but um, you know if if you're like us and you've been playing through all these games, I don't even know if this is a cool callback because no, does anybody like the gondola stuff in the previous? No, games? no, like, no one liked the gondola in Halo Two. So yeah. So anyway, well, let's get out of this room, um, and then we head further on, and we got to go back into to the. Um, the pelican and then cortana says oh well we can change go into this center yeah another change of plans we can go into this center uh area and do some things there so we head that way i, I can we can you skip these two i think i might have read that somewhere yes i found out today that you can there is actually a way to get into the last tower can be entered right from the level's beginning creating a very useful shortcut for legendary playthroughs and speedruns which i never knew because i've struggled with the speedrun on this mission since day one i have not been able to do it so i'm definitely going to try to figure that out oh yeah that would be that w- this would be hard because you gotta i mean it just takes so long especially the gondola the gondola yeah. oh my god right. the gondola sequence 
so it's tough. The, I think the part time is 20 minutes. It is, yes. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is that the didact dialogue that I just read, um, Cortana does chime in in the middle of that, and, he, and she says, he knows what we're trying to do. If we try to get too close to that ship, we're dead. Um, so Does that mean she can, can she hear, hear or she can't? Or, is or she she's just aware that he's doing things to prepare and that whatever they're doing is like maybe causing him to speed up what he's doing. So she's kind of maybe reacting to what he's doing, not mm-hmm. opposed to what he's saying. It's very unclear what Cortana's going through right now, honestly. Yeah. True. True. She crazy cray. Yep. The other, the so kind of her last direction. This is what the plan is now. She says, um, "Those defense spires we keep running into are controlled by this this tower." I'm not sure which defense spire she's talking about. She says we keep running into them. So maybe that was like dialogue that was written before the actual gameplay was finished. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> maybe it says, uh, "Get me to the control room, and we might be able to reposition them to block the Didac ship from leaving." So I think what the plan is is to use these defense um, defense spires, I think she calls them, um, to shoot at the Didact, try to like take down his, his cryptum. Um, so we head towards this, this new waypoint, which is in the center, which is which is kind of close to, to beneath the cryptum. Meanwhile, like, the, the Didact's just floating up above, just letting us do all this stuff. <laughs> I know, he's just like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you would think I'm going to taunt them a little bit. Maybe yeah. that'll make them stop. Maybe after we shut these two things down, maybe he would try to stop us, but he doesn't. It would have been so really anyway. cool to fight Didax Cryptum with the uh, Pelican. Yeah, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. I do like how when you finally get up to this this last waypoint, the the tower opens up, and then the um, platform forms itself in front of you. So that feels oh, pretty the cool. Sh- the shifting forward attack and this is pre- is pretty cool. Yeah. There are some cool environments here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that feels that feels pretty good. Um, so we hop into this new tower, and what's going on in here, David? It's like it's a giant open room, and you start walking through it, but it's like it's not stable. Dude, I don't know what the hell's going on. You're like in this room, <laughs> and you're like all of these platforms are floating, and then it still starts falling down because like the didact is reacting to you, I guess, or disassembling certain things. So you're kind of running through these platforms that are collapsing a little bit. And then each kind of main platform like has a hub and there's a bunch of Coven Force just kind of entrenched here. So you just kind of fight your way through essentially when you get to the next room. And then you get some kind of the same kind of situation, but then you get some Banshees and stuff. Yes. Uh, this which is, is kind but of fun. this whole area, this is like Halo and Mario mixed together. It's great. I like how, yeah, I like some... how like he's <laughs> making all of the stuff collapse and stuff. It's definitely a cool thing, but it's not used quite a lot during this except for the you beginning wouldn't say it's effective but like yeah yeah he does at the beginning and then like all meanwhile all the light up. bridges are active so you can just kind of walk across them you know and there's resistance and things like that so you know i get what they're going for um but the, it could have been this this whole area could have been done a little bit differently maybe like you you push a button to activate the light bridges and then he turns them off or something you know, i don't know um, but in general, this 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 area is is a fun combat area. I mean, I had fun. You know, I, I yeah, think I, oh, go yeah. Le- I go left usually. I go um, left. That's where the terminal is as well. So yes, the terminal's way in the back of the room. There's like some jackals and on one of the I platforms. I found it today. Oh, you got it. Nice. It's the first one. I'm like, oh yeah. 
This is a good level to, if you just want to play around with a bunch of different weapons and kill a bunch of different things, this is a great level to do it. Yeah. Because you get a pelican and you get a banshee to play with the, and a bunch of different stuff. Oh, just the level in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. They're, um, those turrets are kind of a pain in the butt in this area too. So I would recommend trying to take those out right away. You can, you can just run through this as well. The only thing you yeah, have to you fight really in can. this room are the hunters at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the very back, those hunters will descend in that grav lift, and then that grav lift goes away. You have to, you actually have to destroy them. Uh, I or take them out. I get PD, PTSD when Cortana says we needed to be there yesterday because there's an achievement with these two hunters to knock them yeah. off the platform using the sticky yeah. sticky grenade de- detonator. The sticky detonator. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's it's. It's got difficult. a lot of PTSD so around this part. Tough. It's a hard, it's a hard achievement. <laughs> is it on heroic too? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just the pain in the butt because you have to like get them towards the edge, then you have to run back and like detonate them and hope that they get off the edge. And sometimes you can get the first one off like right right at the get go, and then the second one just will not get close to the edge. It's just like right. Work with me here. I'm trying to kill you. Yeah. It's really tough. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I didn't remember the sticky grenade part of it, so I did I did spend a little time just trying to see if I could punch him off or <laughs> use a grenade. Just to yeah, get I off. don't think... Is there a sticky grenade here? Does it sticky grenade achievement in the next mission? Are you thinking of that one? That's also related to Hunters. Oh, maybe it's that This one, one I think, is just to get them off, off the, the ledge. platform. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, yeah, this, this is definitely hard. If you had a sticky grenade, it would be a little easier. But um, I think it's, yeah, good point. I think it's just to get them off there, get them both to fall off. Um, and I think when I actually got it, I, I don't think I've gotten the Master Chief Collection. It was it was just super lucky, you know, like one knocked the other one off or something like that. Yeah, that happens. You, mm-hmm. It's it's a pure luck achievement just because the AI is pretty unpredictable. Mm-hmm. All right, so we head up to the grav lift, and then, um, as you guys have already mentioned, you get to ride a banshee. Banshee time. Yeah. It's kind of dumb that they give you a banshee <laughs> because you literally can fly to the end of the room and end the level right Skip there, everything. Which is yeah. what I which did because I, I, I was like, I'm in a I time crunch. Today, I'm just going to skip all of this. It's fun to use it in this room, and it's definitely recommended you do, because it's really cool and super fun, and sometimes the grunts will, like, uh, plasma pistol you out of the air, and you get to hold your breath as you, like, fall, and then you recover. It's it's really fun. Try and fun. get your systems back on? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really fun room, but you you, you, you can just skip everything. Like, yeah. it, they make it so easy. They're just like, here's a banshee. Uh, we really don't want you playing this part of the level, so here you go. It's like... Right. What? Yeah, they should have made you destroy something. Like you would, you have to get out of the banshee and push a button or something like that. I think the elite runs for the banshee, kind of in kind of Halo One style, but he's really easy to distract. He'll come right up to you. Yeah, he'll plus there's loads of banshees here. You you can get out of and back into again. Yeah, right. There's loads of replacements. Yeah, so have fun with banshee if you want, or don't, or just you. skip the level if you're done. <laughs> what is the part time that this for the speed run? Twenty, 20 minutes. minutes? Okay, so then a lot of that's just the gondola. This takes a long time. Um, all right, so now we are going to go, and you actually, so there's two levels. There's an upper level and a lower level. You have to go to the lower level. Um, that's where the door actually is. 
and then you kind of hustle up there and um, that's finally where the door opens and you have now your control panel that we've been talking about so you you jack Cortana into that um, as you always do and um, she try she starts to go a little wacky super wacky mm-hmm. um, she says she's gonna stop the didac using those those spires and you can see the kind of the spires moving around and trying to do something but then they all just crumble and um, yeah she she fails to do what she was trying to do um, she the when she starts to go rampant she says they're mine now to imprison them um, and then she also says like he imprisoned his Prometheans like Dr. Halsey imprisoned me Oof, she is getting she's going downhill she's degrading just a little bit is the doctor I always interpreted the Dr. Halsey imprisoning me is her being stuck in an in a body pretty much the AI body that deteriorates after seven years kind of that oh that that's, makes sense that's kind of how I saw it just because mm-hmm. she's a flash clone of her brain that was then put into a body that has a very short lifespan. Yeah, and body's not right. It's like an entity, yeah. Because also, Cortana obviously doesn't like her situation because the first thing she she did was disable her um, ability to dispense herself, final dispensation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think a lot of that, I don't know, hmm. Yeah, there's definitely it's up to she's interpretation. so smart and then she's had these conversations, you know, we've talked about before, she's had these conversations with the grave mind and she's interacted with the halos and now the shield world, all this stuff. There's just a lot swimming around in that 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 brain of hers. <laughs> <laughs> Lots going on. Um so anyway, she fails and now the I think is it John's idea? Yeah, he's just like we're going to go across the witches. Yeah, because you see all these liches flying around the the cryptum. He's like, oh, I can just like you know jump <laughs> on top of those them, and yeah. just like what what is he gonna do? Just like grab onto the cryptum? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, there's no door per se. I mean, we've seen the didact descend out of the bottom, but um, I mean, it's just John. You know, he doesn't really care about himself. He just wants to to reach or just you know destroy the objective, do the thing, right? Plans? So. Who needs plans? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really the only option at this point, right? You don't have any other way to stop him, so it's like, well, get me to the cryptum. So so Cortana agrees, like, all right, um, I'll line it up for you. <laughs> Just jump. <laughs> um, yeah. I like how you literally have to, as a player, jump off the ledge, too. <laughs> yeah. There's just a waypoint right. off the ledge. It's just like, okay, here we go. Do you guys remember being hesitant the first time? I think I just did it. I'm like, this is Halo. Yeah, I think I just did it. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I was just like, really? <laughs> so I'm just gonna jump. Okay. And then, and then of course, do you, you guys also do a like a running jump? Do you like get, go way back, get up some good oh, speed, I totally and then sprinted. jump? Yeah, exactly. Totally. <laughs> I mean, because that's what you would do in real life, right? You wouldn't just fall off the ledge. You'd, you'd give it a good jump. All right. So now we have our, our end cut scene, which is pretty intense. This uh, this final part of the mission, David, why don't you take us through this? Yeah, it's it's cool, and it, the issues that I kind of hinted at at the start are more like, where were these things in all of Halo? So John jumps off the le- ledge and lands on a lick, a lick, Lich. lick. and kind of like. <laughs> but right before he does, he has these mysterious boosters that come out of the back of his armor. I.e., they're not the jump pack; they're boosters, mm-hmm. and they kind of slow his descent. 
as he lands on the ship. Where the fuck have those been? Which is a <laughs> Halo 5 Halo. thing as well. Yeah. Well, they're, and then, part of his then, is enhanced suit, right? The, Remember right, the nanobots? The nanobots but, just made them. Just now. Why? Just, why? I mean, and then they got rid of them, them for the rest of the... <laughs> he hasn't had a chance to use them yet. This is the first and then time. what's also annoying is then he pulls out a knife and stabs the li- <laughs> to stop himself falling down. I'm like, where has John's knife been this whole game? That would have been cool to have a knife. I think I read somewhere mm-hmm. where there's only two knives in Halo. It's in ODST and Halo 4. <laughs> Does that sound right? I mean, I think those uh, are the only Emil two. and Halo Reach. Oh, okay. Yeah, Emil's got one too. Yeah. Okay, so three. All right, continue. So anyway, he stabs the, the lick and then um, kind of climbs himself back up a little bit. Granada tells him there are slip space jumping now. And there's a cool scene of the Krypton descending into this massive ship as it opens and kind of swallows it kind of like a bullet going mm-hmm. into a barrel and then she's, you see the ship kind of assemble around it and then start to kind of rise up uh, and it's that a ship's really kind called of cool the moment. mantle's approach mm-hmm. oh yeah that's cool ship is called the mantle's approach um and it is surrounded by lick and like lich and there doesn't seem to be any other covenant ships even though they definitely still have cruisers um, I know Finley yeah. did take out a few, but um, it's just like hundreds of the the lick kind of entering into space. Cortana's like, John, they're going to slip space, get underground, or get it below deck. He says there's no time. He kind of just crawls into a little area, and then like you see like their shields kind of flaring up, and they kind of shoot into, into slip space. Also, into the, stream. the shot of the mantle's approach like coming out of Requiem is really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. I that love is that. really cool. Just for the sense of scale, it's, it's pretty epic. The mantle's approach is pretty big i think uh it is a very big boy is it bigger than infinity oh i don't know about that here let's look yeah, infinity is about look. six kilometers oh oh are you looking wait at it are you looking at yeah it? yeah <laughs> give me a sec okay <laughs> let me pull up uh, infinity as well for All reference right. um and this isn't is this let's see here so john's been through slip space naked before like he has he ever been naked well, I mean, he's in his combat Pervert. armor, but he's, like, going through slip space, not inside of a ship. Not uh, recommended, but I think... Yeah, it sounds crazy dangerous. John has done this, and I want to say it's in Halo First Strike, there's a bunch of slip space shenanigans that happen. Okay. I, I think he goes EVA in those. I could be wrong. It's been many yeah, years since I, I remember that, that. Okay. But does it, there is a sequence about that. So... So the length of Mantle's approach is 142.7 kilometers or 88.7 miles. What? <laughs> yep. It's 88 miles long. Yep. What do you even put in a ship like that? What the hell? <laughs> it's the perfect size for your mom. A... So it's a little, oh God. So it's a little <laughs> bigger than the Infinity. Just, just a tiny least. bit, eh? thing is massive but and it floats it doesn't it doesn't float on its side it's like it, it floats like, like vertical. up upright yeah yeah that is kind crazy. Of it's pretty cool. terrifying that's terrifying mm-hmm. so he has a very i mean and again it's like it kind of it does go in line with the forerunner like everything is giant the forerunners are giant themselves um you know they have these giant shield worlds these giant rings and so i guess it makes sense that his ship would be that big but oof it's a long walk from end to end i don't know what you would do portals i guess yeah but also like moving a 
entity that big through slip space takes a lot of energy. Like crazy yeah. amounts of energy. Mm-hmm. Good point. Okay. That's shut down. Bum, now, bum. any other trivia there, David? Uh, a few random bits and pieces. Um, it's possible to spawn four gravity hammers in this mission what? via legendary only Easter egg that Didn't you can we do talk on co op. No, dude, we could spawn oh, we incendiary about... cannons. That's right. In okay. one of the missions, yeah. There's a weird thing you do that um, where you're in the part where you walk into the Faraday cage and have your shields disintegrate the orange blob and send the signal away. You can do a bunch of weird stuff where you crouch down and then move back and forward between the gondola and do like certain things, and then a noise happens, and then four gravity hammers appear. What? Um, you can only do it on oh. cop. It's weird. It's yeah. amazing. Don't. Um, if the player betrays the UNSC personnel at the beginning of the level, additional troops will enter the area to kill the player. Uh, it makes it the first level since the Pillar of Autumn that features soldiers entering an area to eliminate a betraying player. Okay. However, unlike the Pillar of Autumn, these Marines are not invincible. They can be killed. And if you keep killing them, the very, very end leads to an Easter egg where a man resembling Sergeant Johnson spawns as a no. the very last hostile. Oh my god, so, I need to try pretty this. Cool. Wait, yeah, what? It's pretty cool. Yeah, Krista, I'm surprised you didn't do this, but uh, there you go. There's some stuff for you. Check that shit out. Um, the last tower we did that, did that, did that. Yep, we pretty much said it all. Um, the kind of real emotional scene where Chief is like cocking his assault rifle. He's doing it all wrong, apparently. <laughs> the like all the kind of the the accoutrements to how that would be done is on the other side of the weapon, not on the side he's actually shown using it. So oh. it's it's like kind of nerdy, but it, it, there you go. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. That's, that's your trivia's. Cool. Th- general thoughts on like, is this one of the better missions? Is this one of the worst missions in Halo Four? Where does it fall for you guys? Mediocre, normal. Uh, Mediocre to it, low. So I think it has a couple really cool shots. It's got you first coming out of the Pelican. It's got. For some reason, I always remember you kind of wandering around killing things and the didact kind of taunting you, which I think is really cool from this mission. Mm-hmm. And then you got the whole end cutscene where Master Chief's using his knife and then them exiting slip space. You finally get to see Mantle's approach. Yeah. So I think the set pi- set pieces in this are really good. And also Cortana's monologue at the very beginning is really good. Yeah. So the set pieces are there, but I just don't think the gameplay is uh, very... A big standout compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. David, pretty much agree with Krista. I'm a little bit more negative just because I really dislike the gondolas. Uh, that that kind of segment. <laughs> and but apparently the pelican. Cool. And the pe- well, I'm I'm down on the pelican. I don't know if I say I hate it. Uh, it has some redeeming qualities, but other than that, I'm not really good. Yeah, I think um, you know it bookends well. It starts well. Starts strong, ends strong, and then the middle. Just as it's just a little below average. The middle being all of the gameplay. Well, you know. <laughs> um, so I will say I think the game ends strong from here. Oh um, yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, but this is where everything kind of ramps up. Yeah, this mission like it, it gets you excited, right? Because you're like, oh, oh, I get a, get a fly a pelican. Are you serious? Um, and then kind of once do you get into the actual meat of the gameplay, you start to be like, oh, God, can I just, like, can we end this? Um, <laughs> and again, especially as you're play- you've played this mission a couple of times, um, you know, it loses luster after after a little bit. 
So anyway, let's talk about the community. I feel like I had a fun question for the community. Community. Krista? Oh, no, we're going to do Terminal first. How dare you forget this terminal? I'm not going to skip the terminal. Uh, Let's do that first. So this terminal is kind of opens the way the first terminal opens with Faber and the librarian having a kind of council meeting, the didact being very obviously absent for this. Um, Faber is talking about, you know, how we're losing to the flood, how it's feasting off our essence, and the only way to stop their advance is to move remove the life upon which they feast. And then you see a simulation of the halos firing and the librarian is talking about the preparation the life workers are making to reseed every living being after the halos are fired. And then it kind of cuts to them agreeing to the halo solution being the only solution Mm -hmm. to go forward by now. Because at this time, the forerunners have pretty much nothing left. Mm -hmm. Like everything's, everything's gone. Uh, I don't think it happened yet, but at some point, like, their entire capital gets blown up by one of their own halos, which is yeah, kind of fun. Right. Medicant bias is like, eh, no. Uh, <laughs> and then Faber asks, what does your husband think about this? And the librarian's like, my husband has a different opinion on what steps to take against the flood. And then we go to Requiem, and Didact's doing some crazy shit. He looks way different now because he's been experimenting on himself. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. He looks super crazy wacko. Like, vampire-like. His vampire features come out with his, like, big fangs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to make himself immune to the flood infestation, which has never been done ever. With all of the Forerunner... All of the Forerunner... Great Forerunner runner minds kind of working on this. It's never been done any immunity to the flood. The didact calls his procedures a failure... He is still susceptible to the flood infection. An armored Promethean warrior floats towards him. Floats. He yep. did. He does float. Uh, and the Promethean <laughs> warrior says, you know, the, le- the only thing left we have is the composer. Didax says, it won't work on me anymore. And the Promethean said, you will lead us then, as always. Didax said, would you submit to such a sacrifice? And the Promethean warrior says, Didax, if the composer is our final hope to defeat the flood, no Promethean would resist. Cut to Didact on the surface, kind of like joyfully having his hands up and says, Rise, my Prometheans, rise! <laughs> and all the Prometheans kind of like pop up. So he's composed his own these, people. Yeah, I was about to say that. I know we said that most of these are ancient humans, but he sounds like the actual Promethean race. Um, was composed. What, what are they called? The, pro- yeah, the warrior servants. Composed. Yeah, the warrior servants, the cast, that's the word, that the whole cast just allowed themselves to be composed, composed. so that they could fight as I think it was, like, warrior servants and Prometheans are very different. Prometheans are pretty much un- directly under the didact, kind of some of the more elite warriors, so I believe it was probably mm-hmm. only the Prometheans. And so, didact's doing some crazy shit, like, these people literally succumbed to death in order to help defeat the flood and you can see how that yeah. worked it's heavy right? <laughs> but they're i mean technically they survived the firing of the ring yeah because also. they're not biological anymore right mm-hmm. yeah but they Although also don't have any say... cognitive skills either yeah i wouldn't really say that they failed as opposed to they weren't even allowed to succeed yeah Do you know what i mean so i I got the impression that maybe if they did, foreigners went all in and went against the mantle and, you know, subjected life to this horrible thing that they is against. I mean, that's kind of the thing, I, I guess, like, 
um, that they could have fought back and possibly won with the Didact plan. Yeah, but then is, like Faber and the librarian the is like, what's what's the Didact doing? And they're like, oh my god, what the hell is he doing? Just yeah. he's basically committing mass genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I misspoke. They're immune to the. Let's see, what are they immune to? They're immune to the flood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're composed, but that would so that would also mean that they're immune to the halo ring because yeah. the halo ring. I would, would say so. Yeah. Destroy all sentient life, and if they're now just a computer, they're not sentient anymore. Yeah. Technically, they're not. Well, the halo ring is sentient life that is that is Organic. biological. Or, yeah. 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 Okay. Weird. Because technically, you would, you know, when you think about it, Requiem would have been hit with the blast from the from a ring. Mm-hmm. So That's true. Every, everything on it. No, fine. Requiem wouldn't have been hit because is it outside. Requiem's a shield world. Shield worlds are uh, supposed to be immune to halo effects. That's why they exist. Oh, really? Yeah. The inside of them. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, but it matters where it pla- where it was placed. I think that's where you were going, right, David? So if it was mm. it was inside the the blast radius of a halo ring yeah but then if everything inside of it was because the, sh- the way the shield world was made it was i don't know i guess immune to the, f- the firing yeah that's yeah. cool yeah that i'm pretty really sure cool. shield worlds are immune to halo's firing or something like that okay because they were also was supposed of, to like, keep the flood out as well yeah, yeah yeah i think i was kind of thinking that only the dyson sphere ones were actually immune as opposed to like ones that still existed in regular space yeah and didn't go into the crazy like subspace dimension to protect <laughs> yeah trevelyan's <laughs> pretty crazy yeah cool um so let that sink in and you know go down some rabbit holes because it's fun and it's it's very interesting all right let's do community now <laughs> now this is now we can stuff. do community David, you start with some Facebook. Start us off on the right foot, because Discord got a little crazy yesterday. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling the Discord people I got in trouble. (laughs) I got in trouble because of that. (laughs) They won't care. No, they don't care. They'll go even harder next time. Yeah, they will. (laughs) Animals. Anyway, uh, nice and clean Facebook. We have a beautiful picture of the pelican. Colin Perkins, the admin, on July 24th, 6.56 p.m. You're given a shiny new pelican gunship. What do you name her? Open bracket. Quest for mission. Debrief stash. Halo 4. Shut down. Mission closed bracket. Well, we got some goodies. Got a lot of responses, actually. We're really ramping up. Good job, Colin. With your your questions. Josh Bell says Dorothy. Nice and simple. Buddy Cool says refund. I want the old pelican back. That got a few (laughs) likes and some cry faces. Um, Alan says the faux hammer. Ooh, yeah, Yeah, baby. Yep. AJ says, the heart of justice. I like that. It's a good name. Uh, Matthew says, the wife, because after a few years, another pilot would probably get to take her flight or two. I, I, was, I was confused that's, by that. That's close, <laughs> man. I mean, all right, Matt. Whatever. Uh, Shuark says, intimidator. We have Jared says, Halo CE Magnum. That's a correct answer, <laughs> yeah, Jared. That's good. <laughs> uh, Lance says, duster, but knowing the track record of Pelicans, it will immediately be shot down. Which is funny. Uh, Trenton says installation zero A B. <laughs> Don't think Trenton. Trenton knows what Halo is yet, Krista. But God bless him. He's, he's, he's trying. Um, Noah says crash and smash. I like that. Wayne says George. Cry, cry face. It's a good name. Wow. Too. Yeah. 
Uh, Trey Kors says Shelly, Sheila's cousin, which is pretty funny. Um, red versus blue, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Justin says Crashy McNose Dive Junior. Crashy McNose Dive Senior was the Pelican I crashed before getting the new one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lucas says Sheila. That I think people. Sheila. People are um then we had a bunch of quotes from red versus blue as particular um jezebel by keith that was pretty good erasmus says sky death mm. that's accurate and uh, james says mh370 which may actually be a designation for the something uh for one of them that sounds familiar uh we have dave who says flying langer of death good man dave good irish man showing the word langer what, in what's there a langer? what is that <laughs> Um, we can. There is various colloquialisms. Think of it as penis. Oh, that could, ah, that. okay. Very Spelling. nice. You, well, you could you would call someone a langer, um, just kind of saying you're a jerk or whatever, a bit of a gobshite, an idiot. Just another word that you would throw out there to use that. Gotcha. You, could you use you it know, lovingly? You, could you? Could you? Yeah, <laughs> and the way you say someone's like that guy's a real dick. You say he's a real langer. Langer. Got it. That's the, there you go. Um, what we got? Brad says the UNSC unscratchable. Uncrashable? Is that what he's saying? No, that's funny. Nice job, Brad. We keep going. My God, so many names. John Connor says the lover. What? Mm. He, he whispers it. Uh, Patrick says the gun show because these things are bullet magnets. I like that. That's pretty good. And someone named Aaron Campbell says, "Please don't crash." <laughs> <laughs> Who's Aaron Campbell? There you go. Very nice. You know that made me think of. We didn't get to crash the Pelican. We get to float. You it, can fly if it. you want. Crash it into the side of the building. Yeah, I guess, but it wasn't like (laughs) built into the the mission. There should be a crash button. (laughs) It would have been nice if like you canonically had to crash it into that last. Technically, you just abandon it. Yeah, that's true. It's lonely. The lonely pelican. (laughs) Rip. All right, Krista. Okay, Discord. Same question stuffs and that thing. Uh, UNSC Brexit says self destruct. Uh, Rye says faux hammer. Rip. Uh, Redacted says prone to failure. Uh, oh. Rye says uh, crash overdrive. Uh, UNSC Brexit says Jolly Roger. Ian says insufficient altitude. Bre- That's good. I like these um, engineer-ass names coming through. <laughs> mm-hmm. UNSC Brexit says uh, the absentee father. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Deep. Uh, Mohammed says king of torts. Uh, UNSC Brexit said, I would have been your daddy, but Elson... That's good. He's got, that's like his third one. I know, no, he says a lot. To like one. Look, they're funny. Elson says, third time's the charm. Matt says, the majestic emu, because emus don't fly. Uh, okay. The almost as cool Colin says, uh, Pelican McPelican face. Nice. Oh, that's good. Uh, Brexit again says, USS Coffin. <laughs> that's that's pretty good actually. Rye says chupa thingy. Uh Matthew says uh crash landing. Uh Physical Sky says the dodo. Uh okay. Brexit says says tis but a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And finally Min quote. says the Normandy SR1. Oh, there we go. I like <laughs> hey, it. Some Mass Effect. I like a little nice Mass Effect with my Halo. We've had a couple of those now. Some she, Mass Effect references. Yeah, she usually does my Mass Effect references. There was no Enterprise or anything. No Star but... Trek references, no. Yeah. Nothing. That's right. The Enterprise would never crash land like that. The Enterprise gets that one time. fucked up a lot. <laughs> I mean, but 
it's usually fine <laughs> at the <laughs> end true. of the episode. It's right. They're usually like, oh, everything's no, broken. Just, no, no. It's or they just get a new one. They, yeah. they build a, a completely different new one and just slap <laughs> a different letter at the end. Yep. It's great. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for our debriefing of the shutdown mission from Halo 4. On the next episode, we'll be covering Composer. Send us your thoughts at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. You can also support the show by visiting Podcast Evolved on Patreon. Until next time, Evolved. Evolved. Evolved.